I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Pretty good. You go ahead then. Go get my order. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you do better. Hey, my name is Sarah, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. I'm Sarah. I just said that. And alongside me is manager Jacob. And I would like to know what you are drinking today, even though I can see Sarah, Tim Hortons. I'm a man of my word. In last episode, I said <laughs> I would do a dip test, a little ASMR. So again, wait, 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 wait. Do you want to give context for maybe people that aren't caught up? Or yeah, maybe so didn't if listen you haven't caught up, episode? first of all, first of all, what go are you back doing? and watch back. the last few episodes. But yeah. the, the previous episode... I was talking about how I love to dip things yes. in coffee, especially last week. I was on uh, kind of a tip of oatmeal cookies. Yeah, <sighs> those were good. Life changing. They didn't last very long. Oh, interesting. Now you're onto Oreos. Get this. Wow. Oreos double stuffed. Yeah. Want one? Yeah. So listen, another. Hold on. ASMR. This is probably so bad for the audio. Future me editing this. I am so sorry. Double stuffed. Good choice. Okay. You know what? Oreo has so many different flavors and kinds and whatnot, but they don't have regular i couldn't find regular this is the most regular order i could find here we go big dip well i'm gonna leave this in here wait can i try you want dip yeah because i didn't touch it so i can double dip how far down is your coffee it's too far (laughs) okay okay you left it in for just a short amount of time oh we should brush some towels here we go ready ready cheers oh cheers (laughs) cheers wait you're sleeping on the dip, Sarah. You're sleeping on the dip. That's that game changer. That tastes like a coffee crisp. Exactly. It elevates an already amazing cookie. Wow. And this is not just Oreos. I'm not going to lie. I had no faith in you. This is delicious. It's not just Oreos, Sarah. It's every cookie. I mean, I'm a big dip gal. I love a dip. Mm-hmm. I would eat dip for every meal, personally. But I didn't know to like the act of dipping Oreos in coffee. would change my life. And again, Oreos, any other cookie. Get wow. this. Tim Tams. If you don't know what a Tim Tam is, go get a Tim Tam. You'll love it. Okay, this is probably a bad thing to chase with. I was going to follow up. What are you drinking this week? I'm drinking San Pellegrino. And this is, I already like wasn't a huge fan of this flavor. And now to just take a sip after what is my it? mouth is covered it in It says mellow. Hold on, that's the French side. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're both the French side. Oh, classy. Mm, yeah. What is it? Oh, <laughs> it's, sparkling. It looks like a pomegranate. It's sparkling orange and pomegranate. It's fine. Citrus and pomegranate, I guess. It's like a spicy little... This, are there... this goes after our conversation a few weeks ago about citrus after like a milky thing. Like it's the coffee. There's a weird mix of flavors going on. 
Okay, so right maybe a pass like on it. that. I like a lot of their other stuff, though. You know, they make some good drinks. But yes, maybe same. maybe pass on the pomegranate post maybe Oreo. Post Oreo slash post your coffee. Sarah, though, let's move on. What are you watching this week? What am I watching? Um, I'm actually not watching anything. I am out of my reading slump, ladies oh, and gentlemen. What, what are I you know, reading? I know. <laughs> I know. It's the first time we can say what I are you reading. I fully stopped asking because you hadn't. Been I know. Reading. I know. Okay, so for those that don't watch the vlogs or aren't caught up, I'm a huge reader. I usually reading at least one book a week, and. Prince Harry's book killed my reading. <laughs> it, that's really? the only thing I can like connect it to because I hadn't read anything really in a while. Right. Um, I was really sad about it. I hadn't read anything in a while and I just couldn't get into the rhythm of it. I was watching all these shows, but I finished Only Murders in the Building. I finished the bear. I finished all these shows. I went, okay, I'm going to sit and have like a night to myself and force myself to read. Picked a book off of my TBR shelf. I picked a Colleen Hoover book because they're really easy reads. They're not my favorite books, but they're really easy to get through. And I read like 250 pages last night of maybe Sunday. 250 pages. I know. That's, that's like huge. out of this. I know. It's out of my slump. I didn't even get like 60 pages in a Prince Harry's book. Also, what is a TBR shelf? To be read. Oh, of course. <laughs> Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, a tea bear shelf. So, so you're, I mean, you've broken the slump. I've broken the slump. Does it feel um, good to be back? It feels really good to be back. To be honest, I knew I was back because today I was thinking, I know I'm back. This sounds so lame. I know I'm back when I'm like sitting there being like, oh my God, I'm so excited to like read tonight. You oh, know? that's so big. I was waiting to get back home and read. Self-care Sundays are going to be taking back to a to whole reading new books level. Again. I know this it's so exciting. Huge. What about you? What are you watching or are you reading something? I'm watching things. I watch a lot of things and I watch two separate complete opposites and end of the spectrum here first one bring it on all or nothing which one's the all or nothing one the one with rihanna and there's a lot of crumping that's the good one it's the good one and hayden penetier is in that one <laughs> yes, right? yes exactly that's like yeah. the one that's like she i recognize with my childhood yes 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 and then there's a weird like rihanna music video at the end i forgot rihanna's in that is that why you watched it you were inspired um, post super bowl and no, and I paid five dollars to rent it fully. That's not. <laughs> Haley wanted to watch it desperately. That's not on a streaming service. Surprisingly, no. Someone pick up the rights to this. You know, oh, wild. Okay, let, so let us let us do that. And then on the end of the the other end of the spectrum, I also binged. Look at me, I'm a, a binge watcher now. I know we're changing your habits. I know I binge watched uh, the net, new Netflix series Full Swing. It's like the golf series. Oh, the golf one's out. Oh, I didn't realize it was already out. Yes, yeah, so it's by the same people who made Drive. That to one's survive. probably really good because it's about the whole live tour stuff that happens yes, in the middle. Honestly, of Honestly, right? there's a lot of drama. It was pretty good. Are you a big golf guy? No, I've golfed three times in my life, but it held my attention. I think I could be a golf guy, though. You could be a golf guy. Yeah. Just okay. making deals on the course. Okay, <laughs> exactly. with that, what are you listening to? What am I listening to? Okay, well, Sarah, we got we some heat dropped recently. Some heat And dropped. I've been listening nonstop to Niall's new song, Heaven. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I, you know what? I couldn't tell you what any of like the verses were, are, the, the words in the verses. Okay. But get me on the chorus. Get okay. me driving in the car. Woo! <laughs> I, I fully rolled. It's it's the middle of winter. It's yeah. you know been sunny outside, but it's cold. And I fully rolled down my windows, listening to through it downtown, listening to this. Just wow. Saying. What about you? What are you listening to? Um, different vibe. Not that happy, but I've been listening to Kelsey Ballerini's new EP. Also, good. um, leave the welcome mat at yeah. home. Leave the welcome mat. I wrote it down. I don't remember. Whatever. It's amazing. It's like, and by the time this airs, I will have seen it. Like this is going to air on the Wednesday. I will have seen her in concert on the Monday. She's here. Yeah, she's coming. She's coming to history. Oh, I know. No way. Good so show. So I think I'm really hoping it's going to be like a little sad girl show playing this EP because this and EP is, is this, so good. Is this EP about? Her divorce with Morgan divorce. Evans. Absolutely. It's like I her. I didn't know she, until this EP came out and I did a little bit of research and I was like, I had no idea. It's her opportunity because he came out with a song that said it was called Blindsided, basically right. claiming that she blindsided him with a divorce and this whole EP and she also has a short film. So I suggest watching the short film with it because it like links everything together. Talks about her perspective of the divorce and how it actually wasn't a blindside. You were just blind. And it's a quick listen. It's a good EP. It's a good EP. Go listen to it. Go listen to that after you listen to all of the rest of the episodes you haven't caught up on. I feel like I have so much Oreo in my teeth right now. This episode is sponsored by Sleep Country Canada. Sleep Country Canada is proud to celebrate Sleep Awareness Month and to sponsor World Sleep Day on March 17th to help awaken Canadians to the power of sleep. Join Sleep Country in the 248-hour sleep challenge to get eight hours of better, higher-quality sleep every night for 31 nights through small daily actions that help build better sleep routines. Whether it's going to bed at the same time every day to develop consistency, staying off devices one hour before going to bed, or setting your thermostat to a comfortable temperature, small daily actions can help you 
you have better tomorrows through better tonight. Make sure to visit sleepcountry.ca to find out more details on the 248-hour sleep challenge. First time I saw this guest was on my TikTok for you page, reciting a monologue from It Ends With Us. Paige Evans is a Toronto-based actor who walked her first tiff red carpet just last year. From heartbreaking monologues to sharing her personal journey, she's become a role model for actors and young women alike through her platforms. I am so happy to welcome Paige to Talking Fast. Hello. Thank you for that. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> thank you for coming. I love your shirt, by the way. Thank Bright you. It's colors. my mother's. <gasps> really? Oh, Shut yes. up, mom. It's What's your mom's, name? What's your mom's name? Her name is Louise. Shut up, Louise. She's my best friend. She's my everything. <gasps> I I love that. Yes. Shout out Louise with Shout the good Louise. closet. I know. <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was, because you're an actor, and I mm. feel like, I mean, I was a child that had this dream, I don't know about you, Jacob, but I feel like a lot of kids grow up being like, I want to be an actor, because they don't really know many jobs and whatever. Yeah. But when did you realize that wasn't just like a childhood dream, and you're like, no, like I want to do this like as my career? In grade 12. So I had uh, a volleyball scholarship to a college in Durham and my, oh, wow. like volleyball was my whole personality for so long. So really? I did rep, I did high school and I did college at, mm -hmm. at the time in grade 12. So I, I remember I went up and I was an outside hitter at the time. So I was practicing with the college team. I went up and I hit and I immediately felt like a pop in my back. So... I I went straight to work. I was working at a as a hostess at Kelsey's and I went to work without like going home and, and realizing that I had this injury. So I was moving a table back and then my legs went numb. So I fell down to the ground in the middle of my work. Like it was pretty Whoa. embarrassing, but like I couldn't my legs went numb. So Oh my god. I went to the hospital and then they said that there's nothing that they can do for me and I was like okay hello <laughs> you just want me to like <laughs> go home and pass out like, everywhere I'm like, I don't know what to do so I went home and they told me to t take Advil but I went for an MRI and they said I have slip discs in my spine so I kind of had to reevaluate my whole life because I was gonna go for broadcasting Oh my to, God. to Durham College that's where my scholarship was so I it was like the middle of grade 12 too when you're supposed to have everything figured out yeah I, I accepted the scholarship so I had like everything kind of like crumbled right in front of me and it wasn't until I was in my drama class in grade 12 and my grade 12 drama teacher I just finished doing a monologue in front of the class and he was like he brought me aside he's like I think you need to do this and I was like what what like I just you don't yeah. think that you can actually do it until mm -hmm. you say yes to it and that's the hardest part um but he was the first person that saw me and the first person that believed in me and he told me do it and he helped me with all of my college applications my auditions everything and, and were, were you like, did you have an interest in it at all? I know you said you were focused on volleyball, yeah. but did you have, you wanted to pursue as well acting? Yeah, I've been doing auditions since I was 12. I had a terrible agent at the time. So she would send mm -hmm. me for like two or three auditions a year, which is like not a thing. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so um, I had an interest in it, but I, I didn't realize that I, I guess I didn't think I was good enough. You you never really yeah. think that until you do one day and that's very so crazy because it's like so somewhat i used to play hockey and i had my seventh concussion that knocked me unconscious oh, was seven in my, yeah yeah my seventh was in my grade 12 year as well when i thought i was going to go to school to play hockey and i had no idea what university i was going to go to i was like i'm going to pick it based off of where, who will give me a hockey scholarship so it was the exact same and then after seven <laughs> they go probably shouldn't play hockey anymore my mom's a nurse she was like cut it oh. not happening um and that's how i ended up doing like sports media because i was like okay i guess it's like the best of both worlds it's, so it's so wild it's, it's it's so common that like something happens and mm -hmm. it, it guides you to the path that you're supposed to be on but you don't yeah. know in the moment you're like this is the end of the world is, it's the end of the world but it's not no it it's not. You the best thing so you did acting like through drama class and stuff in high school so then where did you find yourself you said auditions and your uh your grade 12 teacher helped you uh with school applications so where'd you go to school and what was next for you after you realized that you're gonna try the acting thing yeah so I started doing auditions when I was 12 years old I never booked a single thing I got callbacks here and there but I never booked anything so I honestly didn't think there was anything past just auditions so I went to Humber College for acting for film and television it was a two-year program I went straight from grade 12 to uh, you know did my mm -hmm. two years there and it was intense but I loved it like a lot of people will have different opinions on it just because it's so personal like whatever whatever you 
you give out you get from 100%. from acting it's just it's so it's so emotional and it's so personal and some people don't want to go there they don't want mm-hmm. somebody to see them and you don't want to open yourself up to the world but if you do it's so good like i i will always say i love my college and i'm so grateful for my college and the professors who saw you saw you and they helped you grow so from that i i graduated and i was 20 like i was just a baby mm-hmm. and you're you're all done in, in school and you don't plan for after you're 20 so you get out of of school and you become a human being in the world and it's so scary um but i got my agency and and then i started booking at COVID, like I did, like uh, literally. COVID. So what was that process like? Because you said you had an agent that was, <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me, putting you out for like two auditions a year. Yeah. How did you then score the next agent that kind of moved things along? So they say when you go to Humber that you're not supposed to have an agent when you're in the course just because it's so intense. Like it's mm-hmm. every day for <laughs> hours. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they say don't have an agent. So I. I was like, oh, okay, I'm fine with that. So I told yeah. my agent to kick rocks respectfully. <laughs> she was like so bad. She was like, never smile with your teeth. Your, your smile is too big. She said, I like McDonald's too, but you have to lose weight. And I was like, Oh my what? God, this sounds Whoa. like one of those like toxic agent horror stories you yeah. hear of like the people that just like try to take like parents' money and like do yeah. those like, uh, like those acting classes and all those things yes. on weekends and stuff. And been there too. Yeah, Someone's yeah, like, yeah. do you want to go to Orlando? It's for $20,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you want to be on Disney Channel? <laughs> yes. Those like advertisements in the mall? <laughs> yes. My God. Yeah. I, I, went to school and then after that I started interviewing with a bunch of different agencies and nobody wants you when you don't have any work <laughs> so I was like I promise you I'm decent yeah I, I just I kept <laughs> I kept going in and I just I connected with my one agent and I was like please 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 and so you, you leave their office and you don't know if they want to sign you or not mm-hmm. so you're just kind of like we had a good conversation I don't know and a few days went by and then they sent me a contract so it was the first time that I had like a really good agency yeah um, I'm not with them anymore but they were they were really good for the moment yeah and it was like probably nice to show you that there are good agents out there that yeah. can like support you and yeah. like see something in you and not just oh my god I can't believe they like, made body comments about you that actually really pisses me off but <laughs> everybody does welcome Everyone to the industry does. Everybody I know does. I know in terms of college then too because I know that there are a lot of different routes to get mm-hmm. into acting so that's something that you would also it sounds like yes but would you recommend that for someone who wants to break into the industry as well to go to college yeah I would it mm-hmm. helped it helped me number one meet people in my industry and it helped me like with watching people people like you watch Mm. movies and you're like oh yeah you know jennifer lawrence is jennifer lawrence yeah exactly but watching working actors being in a room with 40 working actors and we're kids we're just trying to figure it all out Mm -hmm. i could watch and i could go oh i don't like how they did that or oh i liked how Mm -hmm. they did that and you can see it every day and every day we're working together and we're lifting each other up and you see when somebody is good and when they're determined and you see when someone you know maybe should not be yeah (laughs) and i guess you also figure out people's processes too right and can like learn what not to do or what to do based off their process mm. um which would be an interesting like thing in itself because obviously like you don't know what jennifer lawrence's process is you're only seeing her on the screen of the final product you're yeah. not seeing what does she do two minutes before a scene starts when she has to cry or something like that as mm-hmm. well and everyone's process is so interesting a lot of people take like it's serious yeah it's you don't you don't mess with an actor when they're about to go on a scene mm-hmm. like it's it's heavy stuff but then there's some people are like yeah i can cry I'm like it's just it's no big deal let's let's just do it it's it's interesting so what's your process then mm, um like when i'm on set yeah are you the more serious or are you the more like i do my affair? homework like i mm. f- by myself i'll I memorize every single word before I even go on set. Like everything. Of other people's lines as well or just your own? Mm, I know what they're about to say. Okay, like okay, I, okay, know, cool. I know the gist of it. So improv for me is very difficult. So sometimes <laughs> when you when you go on to set, they're like, it, it depends what you're working for. If you're working for more of like a network, then they're like, stick to the script. Yeah, you, yeah, don't, yeah. you don't say anything out. But whenever it's not a network and it's more like a streaming service or it's like an indie or something like that. They're like, yeah, you can have fun with it. And I was working on one film and somebody was an improv guy. Like he was only an improv guy. He wasn't, he wasn't an actor and he started doing improv and I was like, 
Mm. Like, <laughs> and I'm like I'm not I'm like I'm kind of I'm a perfectionist in my work but I, I love that about me so I work hard for mm-hmm. two weeks before I go to film and then whenever I go to film I throw everything that I've done and I throw it out and I'm just like I'm ready to exist in the moment and it's so freeing it's it is the best feeling in the whole world you guys because you're like mm-hmm. I know it I know it like the back of my hand mm-hmm. it's like part of me at this point so I don't need to like mm-hmm. keep reading it. Oh, that's, that's why so I don't think I could ever I would be interested to be in acting but I cannot memorize anything yeah. oh, really? life of me I used yeah. to be able to I think the concussions made a factor on that but yeah I remember seven. when I was in yeah, seven of them. I remember when I did drama in high school my scene partner she didn't like we had to be off book and she didn't memorize her like lines <gasps> and so I being a smart ass went and recited all of my lines and then I would turn my head and I recited all of hers <laughs> Ooh, she's an actor it was my one time yeah but my brief like maybe I'll be an actor absolutely not I cannot you touched on it everyone's gonna make comments about you how do you handle that like how do you deal with like your entire job is like are you the right look are you the right sound of person do you like do you fit what they have as this idea no matter how talented you are no matter how, mm-hmm. how many hours you put in how do you deal with knowing that like you could play your a game and then it's still just like they just go no we just don't like her eye color and it does like how do you like deal with that as your career yeah it's i'm still learning every single day because it it is it's so difficult to remember that i'm not my career and like i think we all shape our personalities and who we are as human beings to the success of our career Mm -hmm. and like for me when it's my look and the way I say words, like it's so personal. So it's so difficult to take myself out of the equation and just be like, I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And I just submitted a self tape like a month ago where I poured everything of who I was into it. And I made it so personal and I loved my self tape. Usually I, I don't like mm-hmm. much that I do. I loved this one and I was proud of this one and you never hear anything. And I, you, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's hard to get no and heartbreak after heartbreak. And it's so difficult to pick yourself up from the trenches. But it's also so empowering at the same time because mm-hmm. I'm like, you said no to me. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, watch, watch me. Watch me. And it's, it's I so fun. But that energy. I also think that you have to keep your circle small and surround it with good people. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who I protect my energy with everything that I am. I only have like five real friends and I like it like that. It has to be like that because yeah. my, again, like my mom, my parents are my best friends. They're the people that I call when I go, I suck. And they're the ones who are like, Paige, you are the best actor there yeah. is. And I'm like, I am the best actor there is. Like you Aww. just, you have to have that energy. If the the moment that you bring yourself down and go, I can't do this. I'm not a good actor. That's the moment that you lose everything. Mm-hmm. And like, because everyone else has that mentality. So what, everyone looks like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone looks like you. Everyone's going to say the lines exactly how you're going to say those lines. So what are you going to do to stand out? I think that every single time I go and I'm about to do a self tape and uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, it's kind of a toss up too. And I know I watched an interview for a film that you did last year, right? Something you said last Mm -hmm. night, which actually screened at TIFF, which was Mm -hmm. huge. Um, And you had said that you thought you butchered that tape, right? So it kind of goes both ways. Why did, first of all, why did you think you butchered the tape? And then what is it like on the flip side thinking, oh, you kind of tossed that one out. You're not maybe super proud of the audition tape, but then you end up getting the role. Yeah, I, I thought I butchered it because... I thought I was so boring in it. Like I didn't think I brought any spice. Uh, Sienna, who is, she's the character that I play, she's more like bratty, and I really played the bratty, and I didn't play the positive in her. Mm. And I was like, I'm so ordinary. I'm just like everybody else. So they they recalled me, and they were like, Hey, we liked what you did. We just want you to do this and this and this differently. And I'm like, oh, They didn't like what I did. Like <laughs> even though, even though they said we liked, I'm just like, No, I'm no. Not, I'm the worst. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I did five auditions and then I booked it. So I'd had my first self tape, then my recall and then a callback and then a chemistry read. And then I met with the director and then I finally booked it. So it was, it was long, but it was the best like thing that, that happened. Do you allow yourself, cause I imagine like five, you're like, you have to be thinking, okay, like I'm going to get this. And then you go, oh, but I'm not going to get it. I could get this. Like, how do you go through that process and like not go crazy to be honest, because, or go like insane thinking oh my god am I gonna get it am I gonna not especially when you're that part of the process yeah you can't tell yourself that you booked it you yeah can, you can't 
because as soon as you I'll do, kill you. if you if you get the no, you're like, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> a lot of actors take like if when they get a no after like that long of a process, they say, I can't do any auditions right now. I need to like oh, mentally wow. come back from that. Yeah, because you you think your whole life is about to change and then it doesn't. And then you're like, oh, okay. oh, LLJK. Right. It's yeah. not. Oh, geez. But that one ended up being huge for you. And that yes. was your first TIFF. Tell me about your first TIFF experience. What was that oh like? My God. Especially being like your first film festival being in Toronto, too. Yeah. That has to be special. Well, it comes out in theaters across Canada in the summer. So that'll <gasps> be that'll so be like exciting. a whole separate thing yeah. from, from TIFF. But TIFF literally was the best experience of my entire life. Oh. So I found out I was going to TIFF. Um, my director called me and... And then I started getting my schedule like a month before TIFF. Mm -hmm. Elevation Pictures, they, they, and, and Tarot PR, they really helped me with this. Mm -hmm. They sent me my whole schedule and they're like, this is the day that you're going to do this and time and hair and makeup. They set everything up for me. So it, it took stress off of my back. But the very first day we did, I got picked up in a car. Which oh, I thought, that's oh, huge. No, that's, that's like, that's when you know you're like, oh my You've God. made it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> drive, like in the black, like Escalades that all yes. drive around. Oh, yeah. yes. whoa. No, they said elevation pictures on it. And then I had, oh. she, her name was Kathleen and she opened the door for me and she's like, come on in. I'm like, ah. Like, just, <laughs> and then I went for hair and makeup right after. Somebody picked me up and I got hair and makeup. Like it was and then I opened the door and there was Doc Martens and it said, hi, Paige, happy tiff from your family at Doc Martens. Just dark, just sitting there for me. And I'm like, I don't know what my life is, but it, okay. So I did press, I did everything. And then, uh, seeing the film for the first time was insane. I did, I did a week of press without even Ever seeing seen the film. It? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I love your energy and how excited, and like, even just now, like, even like Tiff was like months ago and how excited you are about it. Cause like, I feel like, like some act like once they've been doing it for so long people are doing they don't like people get they definitely to those do things. not remember the name of the person who opened the, Open the, the car, car door, door for yeah, you yeah no but like that's like like what will set you apart is like that like grateful energy too is something that will like set you apart from other people i oh, love that it, it's 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 the best like the best. i have the best job in the entire world and the fact that it, like people are cool that are like mm -hmm. you know working with me is is rare but so nice like mm -hmm. that experience was so pure for me and it was just so Awesome. And then what was it like to actually see it on the big screen and see the audience reaction around you then? The first day that I saw it, we were at the Tiff Bell light light box. Yeah. And um, I think it was only 200 or 150 audience members. Tickets sold out like in seconds. Which is pretty big. That's not an only. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's a big a audience. It, it was, yeah. And the first time that I saw it, I bawled my eyes out. I was with the whole cast, the people Aww. who play my family. So they, they, we were all sitting together and I was so nervous because you have, you have a, a memory of what it's like to film it. And we were there for like a month, a month mm -hmm. and a half, two months or something around there. And, um, and yeah, watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, you forget, you forget it. Like yeah. you forget what you did. Mm -hmm. So watching it, I was blown away like it is an art it is beautiful and the fact that i'm in it blows my mind like i love it even if i, I like i don't even care that i'm in it like yeah. i the film is so good if I've, anything you'd be more critical because you're in it so if yeah. you love it this much it means it's that good it's it's really good like it's i'm i'm just so proud of it and i'm excited for people to see it i was gonna say so when it comes out in theater so looking forward now mm -hmm. that was kind of in the past for tiff looking forward now that's going to be in theaters what are you kind of excited for now or nervous about i think i'm nervous for people who knew me like before i started acting to see it because I think a lot of people, especially because I am on like social media too, and mm -hmm. posting on social media is weird. Like it is, you know, you're putting yourself out there and yep. a lot of people will talk down on you and be like, yes. you're, you're posting on social media. Did you see that she's posting on social That's so embarrassing, you know? So I'm excited for those people to see it. I'm excited for people who only view me as like a, you know, a TikTok actor, which yeah. I do not, I do not. Like, that's not a thing. No. Like, yeah. I started social media to show the journey of a random actor, yeah. of an unknown actor. Um, so I'm excited for people to see that I'm decent <laughs> and I can, I can prove myself. I'm, I'm nervous for people, yeah, I guess just to see me in that light. In that light. I really like what you just hit on there by saying you're not a TikTok actor. Because there is a difference. Mm. Um, and... 
although some people like might know who you are because you post on TikTok that doesn't inherently make you a TikTok actor. Have you found that being a creator on TikTok has that helped or hindered your career so far? Mm. It can be neither if it hasn't. I don't think it has. I haven't gotten any opportunities because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. The mo- the only opportunities that I've got have been like events. Yeah, yeah. and and mingling. I yeah, guess. not like actual like obviously like acting work. Yeah, I uh, yeah I got one thing from from TikTok that was like a short film I did with other creators mm-hmm. across the world. I've never seen it. I've never. I don't know what <laughs> happened to it. Um, yeah, but no, I, I I wouldn't say it's helped my career, but it's given me a part-time job. Yeah. And exactly. for people who don't necessarily, who aren't familiar with what you do on TikTok, what, what do you like to post? I don't really know what I post. Like, I don't think I have a, a, a one thing that I post. I like to think of TikTok as like my journal. Like I post mm-hmm. all deep feelings and I never hide anything. And I... I love to show like the reality of singleness and how love can mean so many different things. It doesn't just have to be the relationship love and mm-hmm. romantic side of love. I've tried to make my path more into like the poetic side of it more than like the acting lip sync videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is it is a side of TikTok that I, I started on like. I started at the very beginning of COVID. Like it, I've, I've been on yeah. there for a hot second, but I feel so um, like disconnected from the community on TikTok and like mm. even people that support me, I feel so like disconnected from it. And I don't know why that's only like a recent thought. Yeah. And, and I try my best to like, you know, fix it. Yeah. I do think hard. I will say like, as I've been on since like 2020 as well, I do think the platforms change mm-hmm. and the, the people that are on the platforms change that like really like community aspect of like everyone's just like on here doing whatever they want and everyone supports everyone was like very early 2020. And I felt that. And even now it's like changed a little bit. So I, I understand why you could feel like disconnected from it. Mm-hmm. And also like people try to pigeonhole you when you're when you're one thing people will call you a tiktoker when you're not just one thing i've seen it like i'm a producer and all these other things but it's like they'll pin they'll pinpoint you or only like pigeonhole you as one thing so especially when as in like you're you are an actor you're a working actor but people go oh but she's like a tiktok actor Mm -hmm. which like isn't fair because then you're like no but like i actually like was doing this before i have all these other these other things but how do you uh, deal with I, I guess God, I don't remember quite where I was going with this. How do you how do you deal with that and like block that out and go no and like have the confidence in yourself to go like I'm more than one thing and like not let people pigeonhole you. I I think the reason that I got on social media was to show my face. Like mm-hmm. I I was like okay well nobody's gonna see my face and I'm not gonna sit around and be like oh I wish I was an actor no I'm gonna do something about it because I'm that. not I'm not just gonna sit down and wait for the call like mm-hmm. that that will drive you insane if yeah. you just sit and wait. So I said I'm gonna put my career in my own hands. I'm going to start posting monologues. I'm going to start posting my acting on social media and see what it does. And I did get my face out there. And that's what yeah. I'm, I'm proud of. Like, I'm proud. I'm also not somebody who likes to put myself out there. Um, I'm more on the shyer side of things. So doing that was difficult. Like, putting mm-hmm. yourself out there to be criticized is a very difficult thing. But it is quite beautiful because you you t- totally take yourself out of it. And you're just like, you know what? I'm here to show you guys what an actor looks like and however you view me you view me but in my mind i'm showing you you never see the the up and coming of an actor you always see say. just like oh somebody is uh they're winning oscars now yeah How cool exactly is that? yeah i'm showing you from the bottom like, which is so much more realistic especially for like i'm sure you have a larger audience of people that want to be actors and you're showing what the actual day-to-day looks like yeah of 90%. and it's hard like i'm not i'm not how do you i'm not candy coating anything i'm like you guys will be depressed I've I've thankfully never had any mental health issues until I was living by myself and being an actor. Mm -hmm. It is, it is difficult and Mm -hmm. it is hard to always be the one to put yourself up and be like, no, you're okay. Let's go. Cause I don't have anybody except for like my parents and my friends to say that. Like it's, it's, it's really just me, but I'm so happy that I have lived by myself and become an actor because I'm so independent and I'm so proud of who I am. 
and it's only just the beginning too. Anyway, back to the TikTok thing. I sorry, don't I, apologize. <laughs> I'm getting inspired just from this. Yeah, like, yeah, I can do anything. <laughs> no, but like, also, you just ooze confidence, which is like a, you. you have really good energy. Like you ooze confidence. Yeah, it's confidence, but it's also vulnerability as well yeah. at the same time. Which is like, I mean, we kind of talked about this on the the Preston episode a couple of episodes ago. But it's like that's a rare combination a lot of the time because, like you said, it's not just an actor you see them winning awards and stuff mm-hmm. like that but like you also see the vulnerable sides of you know maybe what success looks like in a real sense which is a lot of failures before you get there mm. how do you are you vulnerable uh not on this podcast <laughs> 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 I, I think so I, I think so I, well, I I love the flip of the script you were not ready not for necessarily that. on this podcast but at the same time like it took me a long time to view vulnerability as a strength yeah mm-hmm. but now that's where I sit so it's just to like to see that in someone else is positive that we're I think, also big probably, therapy people on this podcast mm-hmm. we talk yeah. a lot about therapy and like being open and honest with your emotions and how you speak to others and all that too. So yeah, it's which like I, all, it all goes hand I, in hand. I, I think it's something that's slowly changing, especially on social media. That's not the norm for someone to look mm-hmm. at vulnerability and say, oh, that's actually someone who's strong and actually working through things where depression or any other mental, mental health, health kind of issue is something that a lot of people go through. Yeah. So how, how, do you, how do you, I guess, balance then wanting to be vulnerable and showcasing that on social media that maybe isn't you know a super forgiving platform when it comes to the community i i just kind of view myself as you know what you see is what you get and Mm -hmm. i love being vulnerable that's one of my favorite things about myself i love showing the realities of a human being because we're the weirdest like we're (laughs) we're ugly and gross and like we do really weird things and like humans are odd odd yeah and not everybody is perfect we all poo that's what my mom says she's like she's like you can put somebody on a pedestal but remember they all poo like yeah your poo smells like everybody's poo smells so like you can put someone and be like oh they're my everything like for me i'm like tom hanks i'm like hello yeah tom hanks poo smells like oh we can oh probably does um, such anyway ba- back to depression hold up <laughs> what transition we just threw way too much at you we're gonna go <laughs> rewind 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 um uh, depression is a a very valid thing and everybody will go through it being in your mid-20s is one of the weirdest times in your mm. life that you can be going you have everything kind of thrown at you you have trying to build a career trying to build your self-confidence trying to figure out who you are you're trying to make relationships and see people and there's just so much happening when you're in your mid-20s but I think the most beautiful thing you can do is exist and not and not try to pinpoint everything of what you're feeling I also think feeling things in the moment is very is the key like yeah. never suppress anything always feel it be like okay today I'm depressed and I can't go out of bed and I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be in my depression and I'm not going to try to fix myself. And the next day you just, you put one foot in front of the other, you do your dishes, Mm -hmm. you do your laundry and you just keep going and it will get better. God, my therapist would love you. (laughs) I would would love to do therapy. I want to do therapy so badly. I can hook you up if you need a person. Or if as a, a therapist, place. though, you mean? Or no, as a what do you mean? No, I would love to do therapy. Oh, like, you ever, I, oh, like, like you yeah, as yeah. the therapist. No, like, you I need you, to go so to wait, a therapist. So you haven't done therapy. I've never done That is oh, wild. Is. You speak like somebody that has gone to therapy. Thank you. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay, yeah. That, that helps. That helps. Because we always talk about how you can really pinpoint people that are, like, aware of their emotions and how they carry themselves and then how it might affect other people. And that's usually something that you have to go to therapy to figure out. Mm-hmm. I would I would recommend, recommend it for sure. We love, we love, I bring it up every single episode. We love therapy I, I love I love talking about therapy I would love to do therapy but I've always just talked to my friends and family about every emotion that I've ever gone through but you'd be you would thrive in that setting especially someone that's as vulnerable as you because yeah. you, it, there's there's some, there's something powerful about telling your story in your life to someone that knows nothing about and, you yeah, exactly and having that outside perspective really cool. is is a game changer a lot of the time and I especially think. like 
I mean, as someone that's like in the public eye, like someone's public facing, there's something really powerful about having this. Like, it's like a secret you have. It's like this, like one thing you have this one person that nobody else knows. And I mean, I tell everyone about what I talk about with my therapist, but like, it's still, it's like our, it's our own secret thing. So yeah, that was a total aside. I'm so sorry. I did want to <laughs> jump back to the TikTok thing just briefly. And maybe this is a good lens to now view it through because on the other side of the thing, so you ha- view it as your journal, but then you also have had like quite, I mean, it's, I, it depends on what you do, how you define success, but you've had viral videos or videos go viral, specifically like the don't flirt with him <laughs> video, which I didn't know until looking this up yesterday is, is like a Fleabag dub, right? Yeah. I haven't watched Fleabag. <gasps> I'm going to get really get shade for this. Yeah. Wow. That's shocking to me that you haven't seen <laughs> Fleabag. I'm actually very surprised. A lot of people look at posting on social media wanting to achieve that kind of viral success when that sort of I guess came about for you uh what was the response to that how did you deal with it because it blew up I honestly I saw it I had and then we were going to do this podcast and I didn't make the connection that it was you from the time when it was (laughs) until probably two days ago but I was like oh I've totally seen that and I feel like so many other people have seen that too so what was that experience like for you I just posted a random video. Like it was just another video mm-hmm. that I, I was posting. I was doing like three a day, I'm sure, as like yeah. everybody else was. So I did it and then I, I woke up and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, that <laughs> video? I was like, that makes no sense as to why it's like that. It was so, yeah. so random. Mm-hmm. And then I started, it, yeah, it was crazy. Like I would be getting DMs. Papa John's put me in like a controversy. I was on Daily Mail because Papa John's, they were like, Papa John, 50-year-old man, flirts with 21-year-old Paige Evans. And I was like, oh, my God, Daily Mail. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, this is so cool. Oh um, yeah, no, but it was, it was just a really weird experience because I didn't understand it. And this was the first time also that I um, I had a, a, a little, like, viral moment. I was like, this is so cool because then brands started reaching out to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you only want to work with me when I have a viral video? Makes sense. But mm-hmm. I was yeah. like... <laughs> I was like, like me for my personality. No. Um, yeah, it, w- it was weird. And then like celebrities were DMing me and I was like, oh my God, people are shooting their shot. I was like, this is so weird. Oh my who, God. Wait, who? Shot, who? Uh, Papa John aside, because we don't we don't like Papa John around here, but who shot their shot? I can't. I'm always looking for the tea. Jacob, this this no. is the thing well, Jacob always looks for the tea. I know. And I have I have tea for you. Oh, give I was, me some tea. I was watching a video. No, but I can't. I can't say it when it, when things are happening. But okay. after I okay. have tea, oh. which sucks because I know everybody wants tea. But that just I means can't be that girl. I can't be the girl when things are happening. So we'll find out eventually. Oh, as soon as we say that's a wrap. I oh, will, okay. I Ooh, sorry everyone. sorry everyone. I know. I know everybody's gonna be so curious <laughs> now, but I can't be the girl. I can't. No, be no. Don't know what. what? <laughs> you asked me for tea every week. I have tea, and I also choose not to. Believe it or not, I don't want to arrow it all the time. You launched everything on the internet. Um, one thing, going back to TikTok, you talk a lot about how it's like your journal. Um, and the other day, you you're talking about how it's okay to not have everything figured out yet, which is something that I think a lot of our audience can probably um, align with. As you said, being in your mid twenties is weird mm. and it's hard, and there's a lot of things and transitions you're going through. Um, I guess, what advice would you have for people that don't have it all figured out yet? I think I think we're all going through it. There's nobody in the world that has it all mm-hmm. figured out. So we all put people on big pedestals. Nobody has everything figured out. Um, I really think time in your early 20s is to figure yourself out before you figure another human being out. I think all of us crave validation from another human being and we forget to get validation from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a really difficult thing being single and trying to navigate being single and we all everybody views being single as this negative thing that happens and it's Mm -hmm. like they view somebody who's single as unsuccessful or they're um or they're just waiting till you get into a relationship being single is the best thing that has ever happened to me in my whole life because it's really made me dive into me and my personality and like who I am and it's so cliche but you cannot as RuPaul says <laughs> how the hell are you gonna love somebody else if you can't love yourself and it's <laughs> it's it's honest it's it's, it's such true a, it's such a good one like if 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 you're going through it if you don't have everything figured out thank god you don't have everything yeah. figured out because how boring would life be if you have everything figured Could out you imagine just Truth. like you hit that point it's like when it's like the 
idea of like when you're growing up everyone's like oh you're trying to be happy it's like if you just hit happy so you're just like nothing happens in your life forever like yeah. okay yeah that's lame and and we also we go through life like okay you have to go to school when you're four years old and you go until you graduate from university and then what and like mm-hmm. you you plan your life until you're 20 and then whenever you're in your middle 20s it's this now what moment yeah. of i don't know what i'm doing with my life and it's scary yeah. but it's real like it, life is so interesting and it's it's such a blessing that we don't know every single day we don't know what the day is going to be like we don't know if our coffee is going to taste good tomorrow morning we don't know every day is different and it's so fun That is a good mic drop for us to then transition into our voicemail segment that we're going to do in a second because I think you're going to give some damn good advice, my friend. I'm excited. Welcome back to Talking Fast. This is our voicemail segment. A reminder, if you have a question or if you want some life advice from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Talking Fast Show. You can email us at TalkingFastShow at gmail.com. Haven't got a lot of email you know, responses yet, but we're waiting. So our inbox is always open. Uh, and we also do a call it on Instagram stories every single week for voicemail questions. They can be happy, sad, intense. They vary. So we're going to dive into our voicemail. Are you ready? I'm so ready. As we just heard, I think Paige is going to give some great advice. So our first one is low-key though our first one is are you guys ready for the oscars and what does your oscars day look like you can go first okay i love the oscar it's it's always a big day for me i always write this is gonna sound so cliche as an actor and i apologize i always write an oscar acceptance speech before the oscars whoa with a new one every year a new one every year oh that's cute every year i feel so inspired after watching it but before i'm like you know what I got to do it. So it's just a thing. So I'll probably do that. And I'm going to my friend's house. He's having this big media room and we're going to mm-hmm. watch the Oscars. I'm I'm excited. This mm. year is like dark horses left, white, right, center. I have no idea who's going to win anything I know. this year. It's going to be a good one. What about you? My Oscars day? Um, throwback to the, the drama that I like. I'm just thrilled with a live broadcast so I I'm, love looking, a live I'm broadcast. looking for the bloopers i'm looking for the mixed bag mm. and i'm looking for the snacks at my house ah. are you watching it at home i'm gonna watch it at home this year i'm gonna go low-key i think low key. are you a big snack guy i'm a huge snack guy <laughs> i brought the he oreos, brought the oreos for, the first, for the first segment i know <laughs> what kind of snacks oh are you my thinking? god okay this is what I, I you know what i'm gonna break these out i think i bought these oreos i had to test them out the other night I made an Oreo sandwich and I think I'm going to break it out for the Oscars. So Oreo, twist it off. You have the little Oreo cream and then you go a sour cream and onion potato chip. Oh and then God, you, you. And <laughs> then, <laughs> oh, we're going crazier. We're going crazier. And then you stack on, you add a little peanut butter. Oh. And then you put on a little are vanilla. You, are you, you put, like screwing with us on, right now? I'm not. I'll show you the photo. And then uh, you put on a little vanilla ice cream and a little ice cream chip peanut butter sandwich and it was so good i'm gonna make a regular potato chip you could have kept me going but a sour sour, cream i'm not a sour cream and onion sour cream and onion specifically that is my top chip that is chip number one um (laughs) sarah what is your oscar day look like you're watching the oscars by yourself (laughs) what about Um, you (laughs) uh actually nolan is taking over planning a party (laughs) no for the first time so nolan's gonna plan our oscars party okay so do I already have a red carpet and we have some mini awards? Yes, we had it from last year. We were going to nice. host a party last year and then it just like COVID stuff yeah. fell through. So, um, and then the other thing we want to do is like get snacks and food based on the like nominees and like people that are nominated oh, or things. So, so fun. we're going to do a whole thing. It'll probably be elaborate. I'll make a vlog about it. But yeah, Nolan's taking over the planning. So we'll see. I think it'll be really fun though. Nice. I love doing the Oscars pool though. I was going to say, you do like the ballot or the. Yeah, um... we have some prizes and stuff like that. Oh, that's so yeah. fun. Yeah, the ballot's fun. Uh, we do for the second voicemail question. This one gets a little bit heavier. Okay. Saw this one in the lead up to this and I was like, whew, Ooh. this made me a little sad. So, what is a dream <laughs> you've let go of if you have? Mm. Who wants to take this one first? Sarah. Um, a dream I let go of that I, want, that I had. Um, I at one point thought I would do musical theater 
I want to do musical theater. That was like the dream, but no. And when did you give up on this? When I didn't get cast as a lead in musical theater in high school, but not even just that. I, I, I'd say singing in general. There was like a moment where I thought I could do that, but I don't sing for people. So I don't really know why I ever thought I could be able to, but that was like a dream I had growing up. I used to make my sisters be my backup dancers. I used to play Aww. my guitar and stuff, but that's probably a dream I gave up on. But I don't even know if it's give up as much as it's just like pursued other pursued interests. other interests. Yeah. And then yeah. I actually always struggle with the word dream as it, in itself because I like I think when people are like oh what's your biggest dream I'm like okay but like if I if I think I can achieve it then that's a reality so I don't yeah. like actually necessarily like strive under the word like I don't love the mm. word dream because it makes it feel like fantasy and like it's yes. fake and won't actually happen but if you like mm-hmm. truly think you can make it happen then like yes. it's not a dream it's your it's your like goal. As opposed yeah. to and then what I about, really like that answer. Thanks. What about I want you? you to go. Me? Well, I was going to come up in the lead here or the end because I don't think I've ever given up on Good a dream. Good for you. That's impressive. I Actually, was not? on another... Soccer? You want to be a soccer star? No. Never wanted to pursue <laughs> it as like a serious thing. Oh, wow. I've, I think I've always just kind of continued to pursue things that I've been interested in and I've never like gone and drawn a hard line i was on a mm. podcast like three years four years ago or something like that and we were talking about similar topic and i was like i legitimately think if i wanted to i could play in the nfl mm. like in now like in the next couple of years okay so i i okay backtrack i do still have that same mentality like i have that right i, I have a i have a god complex where i truly if it's like that's why i don't like the word dream i'm like if i can well, okay do maybe it, I can then i agree with. with you then maybe but we're actually things, agreeing but there's there, yeah we are agreeing but i'm just saying there's like like little kid dreams or like things that you like think that at that point you might do one day i don't know. know i still just don't want to view it as giving up on a dream ever it's the giving up <laughs> thing that you can't i know that's what i can't it's those words eh? yeah i can't let go how about you Okay, I'm going to get a little deep here. The question was deep, so I'm going to I'm also going to make it deep. I think the dream that I I got rid of was the idea that the per, the perfect person is out there. Like it's it, it's there's no yeah. such thing as a a perfect person. I was all, like 90s Disney, I would always be like, yeah. "Oh my god, the prince is going to come save the princess from the castle." And yeah. it's like, "You know what? No, it's it's not. It's just two humans that eventually their lives just connect and they they go through it." But I always was like, "There's the, one soul. There's, there's one, one person out of 9 yeah. billion people or seven how many people are on this planet? 7. 7 billion people." Yeah, no. That's yeah, or just like the perfect prince is, is like yeah. out there and it's like, "No, we're we're just human beings who like yeah. sometimes our souls just like they so vibe. When, when did you give when did you give up on that dream then? What was the switch? I guess recently. Like in in high school, I've never been in a relationship. I've never, mm-hmm. you know, been like pursued or I've never pursued somebody. And um in high school, I always saw everybody else in like relationships and like, you know, making out with each other all the time and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, that looks so cool." And like I was I've always been like an observer of love. Um, and it wasn't until like recently that I'm like, you know what? Humans are just humans. And like, I don't yeah. know why I put love on like this big thing. And it's just like this one big pedestal that's like, that's the only thing that people are chasing. And yeah. then that's like, once you've got that, it's like, okay, everything else is figured out, which yeah. is like not the case at all. That's yeah. a very healthy way to view it. That will actually like mm-hmm. your view on that will make your relationships that you do have down the road a lot stronger yeah. too. So. because too many people, especially young people, people get caught up in um the idea of romanticizing what they have and mm-hmm. like going that way as opposed to just like looking well, at yeah, the reality and, of and like we is. talked about or you talked about earlier in the episode not tying your identity to your career also mm-hmm. not tying your personal identity to a person, to a, a person. yeah in mm-hmm. a relationship mm-hmm. is i mean that's a good lesson to have learned before launching into a, a relationship for sure mm-hmm. it'll make you way stronger i loved that yeah me too self-love Thank you yes focus on yourself everyone else comes after okay last one another one it's kind of like another i feel like we talk a lot on this podcast specifically but i think you'll have some good tips on any tips on overcoming imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. whoever wants to take it off first jacob you haven't let off with one yet this is true (laughs) imposter imposter (laughs) syndrome um i mean he's maybe never I'm gonna not... have a dream so i don't think yeah, he has well. ever. have you ever had him actually that's a good question for you have you ever like dealt with imposter syndrome? imposter syndrome 
I don't know if this relationship with you and I would work if you experienced imposter syndrome because I experienced it almost every waking moment of my no, life. No, I, I don't know if I have. Even growing up, I was kind of always the kid that just kind of like ran into a room and like declared that I was there. Are you an extrovert? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever really dealt with too much. I think that just like erring on the side of just focusing on confidence mm-hmm. uh, in 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 all senses and then also like you've touched on it a little bit in the podcast today too um is that just like remembering that tom hanks he has poop that smells right so like why worry about something too Mm -hmm. much um and then also just being like okay to be wrong i think is something that a Mm. lesson that i've maybe learned in like the last say like five years or something is that it's more interesting you can be more interesting of a person in any scenario if you're going into it with that vulnerability that you might be wrong because then you might just learn something but then you're also going to have probably a better connection with with the people around you and it's highly likely that people are going to view that as confidence anyway i like that That that's good advice Mm -hmm. how about you um okay imposter syndrome i think the more we we view imposter syndrome like a, a negative thing is the the more it's going to affect us the more i was reading this book called big magic have any of you heard of it okay no. it's it's about like creative and how to live a creative life and it said i'm going on a road trip and i know that i'm going to be there my creativity is going to be there and fear is going to be there the more you try to get rid of fear and say no you're not welcome you have to go away you can't be here the more you're going to be like oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I I can't do this because fear is going to be in your mind. The Mm -hmm. more you welcome fear into your life and be like, okay, fear is a passenger and it's it's not the one driving, but it's a passenger. I welcome fear and I've just learned to live with fear and I've learned to accept it. Um, It leads a more exciting life, I think, to the more you like embrace the fact that life is scary, new situations are scary. Mm -hmm. I'm introverted, so like social settings are scary for me. And the more you just kind of be like, yeah, yeah, this is scary and I'm going to do it. That's such good there advice. Go. It's, it shocks me that you're introverted too. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't come across, but it's like, that's actually just a good example as well. That and I then think. how do you deal with that? Imposter syndrome yeah. that I'm crippled with. Um, no, I, I, I go back and forth. I'm like a... I, I don't know. I've dealt with imposter syndrome my entire career. I've also worked in an industry that's, there's not a lot of other women. So that was another layer of it that I think it developed more so then. But um, yeah, I think once you accept that nobody really knows what they're doing, especially if you're more so in a corporate setting, like that's more what my lived experience in imposter syndrome has been like. Um, I, I also struggle now with like, because I'm a producer in sports, I like struggle with like, oh, like, so when I went to TIFF as an example, I wouldn't introduce to people, like to myself, to people as a producer, even though I'm still like a producer, but it's like, I'm like, oh, but I'm not a film producer, so it's not the same thing. How would you introduce yourself? I would just say, I'm Sarah, I work at the CBC, <laughs> or like I work in sports, like whatever. Um, and then my friend was the one that she's like, well, you're a producer, like tell people you're a producer and just own that. So that's something I'm still working on, constantly working on, but I think just um, knowing that most people have have dealt with imposter syndrome or confidence issues at some point. And what, going back to what you said earlier, like no one really knows what they're doing. Everyone's pretending. And I think that's like a good way to like bring it all back is that we're all just figuring out as we go. So once you accept that, I think then you can get over things like imposter syndrome as well. So, some good lessons on this podcast. I feel like this has been like a really good therapy <laughs> session. Wait, can I ask a question before? Yeah, of we, course. We, how do you deal with being a woman and finding your like confidence with being a woman in a male Mm. setting in a career it's um it's something I didn't even realize I struggled with until after I actually left my old job so my old job I was the only woman and by actually woman I was like a girl I was like 21 when I got that job so I was the youngest and the only girl and I really didn't even realize I was like playing into the stereotypes and like the role that they all expected me to be whether mm-hmm. they realized I was doing it or not mm-hmm. so I was really just playing that role I was the one that planned all of our meetings and took the notes and did all that stuff once I left there is when I finally realized holy shit like I'm doing all of this like what's happening and then I um just really didn't allow myself to do that anymore so now I just like I I don't I make sure if I see other young women doing it especially I'll pull them aside and let them know that they're doing it I always look out for the other women in my office and stuff like that but I just don't really allow myself to play the role of the woman in the office which is a thing that a lot of people fall into it's tough though i i was also listening to the shannon podcast where she was like she she gets so many um dms saying like oh because 
of Shannon, mm-hmm. the, the little girl went into radio yeah. or something. That's going to happen. The same thing. Somebody's going to be listening and being like, yeah, I've, I, I don't know if I want to like go into this job mm-hmm. because it's like all, all male. I don't know if I want to be a sports, yeah. you know, yeah. producer. Producer. There we go. Own, own that. <laughs> You're a producer. Own that. But because it's it's all like male dominated, yeah, exactly in this industry. So someone, a little girl is gonna see this and idolize yeah. you so it's i'm so proud oh that you're God. you know i'm supposed to be boosting it. you at the end of this oh, no. thank you i appreciate it yeah well we've gone way over but that's okay i, I totally appreciate no that is okay uh thank you so much for coming on the show of course thank you for having me in. um i first want to get our <gasps> new thank you cards oh, so we give beautiful. everyone a gift every week that comes in the show this is supposed to be like your audition bag like oh. you can use this for like going on auditions can you I open okay. you can unbox it Okay, I'm just very quickly. Everybody wants a good unbox. Can we unbox? <laughs> Do we have time to unbox? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Just quickly. Oh my good. gosh, little scrunchies. Those yes. are stunning. Those are beautiful. You know what? I've never owned a clip. A claw clip? Really? I've never owned a clip. Oh, well, that makes me very happy. I assume everyone owns 40 of them. So that's like <gasps> to wash. Oh, this is yeah, so fun. to wash fun. your makeup up after. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll take maybe I'll take that. Oh my I gosh, this is so <laughs> sweet. Oh my gosh, you guys are adorable. Like voice. Thank you so much. And nail polish too. Yeah. I love having my nails done, so I always like do them. And a lip balm. And a lip balm. And you a little hand so cream. Sweet. Thank you for thinking of me. No, of course. Doing thank this. you for this coming on the show. Thank you for coming on. Um, now's your chance to plug anything you want to plug. If you want to shout out your socials, if you want to plug your movie, if you want to do whatever you want. Okay. That's the camera. Um, That's camera right there. Hey, everybody. I'm Paige. Thank you for listening to my thoughts and my words. And I hope you're all doing well and taking good care of yourself. Um, I have a movie coming out in theaters this summer. And you should go see it because it is honestly one of the best films I've ever seen. And the fact that I'm in it blows my mind. You can follow my journey on TikTok. It's Paige M. Evans. You can also follow my day-to-day life which is so boring on instagram it's Paige madison evans and um yeah living is hard and being a human is hard so you know do things that make you happy every day here we go mic drop thank you so much <laughs> thank you oh yes it's called something you said last night thank you so much what a positive plug section yeah that was the best plug we've ever had Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.